Special edition Chuleta Woo I'm in point guard Woo About to start this God damn, should be the intro all the time. Alright, let's go. Chuleta Brothers coming through. Episode, well, special edition episode of The Last Dance. Damn, she's coming back. Doesn't stop. <laughs> What's going on, people? Today is um May 6th. A day after what is Cinco de Mayo. Today's special edition episode talking about the Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance, based on Michael Jordan, MJ. So, so this is a group on here with the fellas. It's Chuleta Lee along with Chuleta Al. Say something, Chuleta Al. What's up, what's up, my people? I'm here. We're all doing the quarantine shit, staying away from each other. But like Lee said... We are doing a Last Dance podcast. So it's a special addition to our episode. So it's not 106. 106 is actually coming tomorrow live in my rec. Actually, it's going to be on the road trip. Yeah. going to be on tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, like Lee was saying in the beginning, actually going to be talking about the Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls run. That is called the Last Dance. One of our listeners, Milton, came up with a great idea. Like, let's just talk about the, the documentary, which is ten parts. Yeah, so so Milton's actually hosting this show for this one. So he's gonna be covering most of the questions. We're gonna be chiming in. We're gonna make it fun like we normally do. Bullshit. Um, but yeah, so on the call on the podcast, we got me, Chuleta Lee, Chuleta Ah. We got Richie, first time joining. Uh, we got. Handy Sensation, uh, Santi, and we got Millie Mill, who's going to be leading the call. During the podcast, people may jump in because we send the invitation to a few other people, and we'll just go from there. But um, how are you guys, Rich? How are you? Everything is good, man. Happy to see you guys. Happy to see you guys. Yep, same here. It's good to see, good to see you and see Milton, man. It's been a while, man. Yeah, long time no see, man. Um, and then... Are you a Boston fan or what? What's up? So you're a Boston fan or what? Yeah, I like the Celtics, so... We talked about... Okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a Celtics fan since the early 2000s, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got Santi Sensation, and uh, hopefully we get Baron in on this one, which I doubt. But, um... I don't know, but yeah, I'll, I'll so I'll lead, I'll drop the call, give it to Milton to kind of lead, and then we could go from there. All right. Well, 
take over now? Yeah, man, just do, just do it. I could give us look. So we'll go episode by episode. The first two episodes, which Milton has questions, I'll give you guys. Episode one was kind of based just on Michael Jordan and the uh, preseason to the trip to Paris and the bullshit with Jerry Krause, who's the GM. The second episode was all based on Scottie Pippen and when he got hurt. And then also like the the issues he had with management and the salary. So those will go to episodes first, in, the episodes one and two, and then we'll whatever we'll go from there. So Milton, feel free to take the questions away. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured we go by um the, every week as the episodes air. So like Lee said, we'll do the episode one and two. So before we start, I wanted to ask everybody a a, a question. Uh, for all of you guys, just to lay the base work of where we're all coming from as far as our knowledge of the NBA. So uh, I'll say for Lee to start, what era of basketball did you start watching the NBA? And what was your favorite player and or team growing up? Talking about me? And, yeah, yeah. All right. Who, who do you think is the GOAT? That's the third question. All right. So I'll, I'll do it because I'll forget things. Michael Jordan to me is the GOAT. When I started watching basketball was... Actually, when the Celtics were playing. So, watching Larry Bird. And I used to watch the Knicks, too. My favorite player for the Knicks was Dominique Wilkins. I don't know what year. I would like. It was like the low 80s. That's when I first started watching basketball. So, um, I've always been a Knicks fan. Like, diehard. I'm still a Knicks fan, even though it's up. But regardless, I'm still a Knicks fan. So, yeah, those that was, like, from what I remember was, like, Larry Bird, Mike, you know, like, before my... Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, uh, Kareem Abdul. Those were like the three big names. Um, then I'll let anybody else answer after. Yeah. Al, what about you? Talking about Pat Ewing. Yeah, I think he got, got drafted the same year as Jordan. 
no. Came Elijah was, Elijah but, one got, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sam Bowie. Yeah. I think Ewan came in two seasons after that. Uh, Ewan, yeah, man. Nick 85. Yeah. 85 the next year, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm a big Knicks fan. And Michael Jordan's the GOAT. And what was the third question? Like, when I started watching? Yeah. What I think he just answered it. Well? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I answered it. It was in the, the 80s. 80s. Late 80s, like 88, 89. Yeah, yeah. Santi, what about you? The same questions, Nick. Um, honestly, I think we're all going to have the same common answer. We can say it's Jordan. Yeah. Right now, I don't think nobody has beat him as the goal. I'm not a big basketball fan. I'm more of a type of, if I need to know what's going on with basketball, I watch ESPN, watch the highlights. And when I started watching basketball, pretty sure it was some time with Albert. I'm, more, uh, I'm a Knicks fan because of Albert, too. I thought it was the right thing to do. So, <laughs> like I said, I was like, hey, a huge basketball fan. That's so right. I think, I think I'm more of a fan because of the, of the Knicks because of Albert. I started watching basketball because of Albert. I think it had to with me be like, I want to be like my big boss when we watch this. So I can't give you guys a date or a year. But like I said, Jordan, I think we're going to have the same answer. Jordan is Jordan, man. Why you, Rich? Rich. <laughs> I've always known about basketball, but I didn't really like, start watching it or even trying to play it until I would say like the mid-80s as well. But, but I knew all about the Boston and Laker dynasties and all the wars that they were going up against each other every year. You know, the teams were like teams. What year you started becoming a head coach? A head coach? I don't know. I don't know when that started. I don't know. To be honest with you. I used to just like play sports. And when you had all of a sudden, I'm analyzing. I guess you want to start getting into the play of all in now. And started going on overdrive and analyzing stuff. That's about it. Yeah, for me, um, so I started watching basketball in the mid-90s towards the end of, uh, yeah, for his second 3 p for the, the Jordan. And growing up, I think um, I was really big into um, the Orlando Magic when they had Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony Hardaway when I was younger. Um, so I, I kind of followed Shaq afterwards. I was always a Shaq guy when it came to him and Kobe and the Lakers. And then when he went to Miami, I was happy he won a title before Kobe did. Um, and then... Um, as far as the goal, it, it's Jordan. 
there's nobody else. I think I think in a way, like every um, every ten years, you could just divide it into ten years. The eighties was magic. Jordan was the nineties. Kobe was the two thousands, and then twenty ten to twenty twenty is probably LeBron. When you think of like who was the man at that time, so. Yeah, I can I can honestly say that that's true for every cut. Are you gonna say every fifteen years? Kobe for some reason the whole nineteen years he was the lead, you know, I give him I give him two thousand to two thousand twenty. So the way we're gonna do this are we gonna this first podcast we're doing on the last dance, are we gonna talk about only the first two episodes or are we gonna try to catch up and talk about all the things that we watched? Yeah, I think I'm gonna try to catch up with and then next week if we meet again we do the next two. Cool. Sounds good to me though. Alright. Uh you go ahead, ask the question. Uh, if anything pops up, any of you guys can just say anything you guys wanna say, man. Don't think you gotta raise your hand and Whatever you can, whatever comes into your head, Rich, don't worry about the curtain or whatever, because we don't get fined for that. And if we do, I just give you stress. <laughs> the only thing is, I have to Because 
I don't think anybody in that first team, let's say if they would have went to the finals, I don't think anybody in that first team would be able to stop Jordan or Pimpton. Uh, oh, you have, I think Dave Robinson was in that team. Tim Duncan was already in the end. That was his first year, right? The first year, first title, yeah. yeah. So there, you, you tell, you know, Rodman, who is Rodman from the Batboy system, and then Rodman from the Bulls, who had the experience. I think he was, would have been able to not stop Duncan to not let Duncan score on the That David Robinson will probably have got his points against Paul Wright. Then you, you still have Jordan and Pippen on the wing and Kerr on the outside. So, yeah, me, to answer your question quick, I, I'd say the, the Bulls would have probably got two more five points. Yeah, who are they going to put against Duncan, though? Longley? That's Yo, the thing, right? You, who? But you're forgetting about Tony Kukoc. Yeah. I don't think Cartwright was in the Bulls back then. I think it was like Wellington. Cartwright, I think, was in the early years. Yeah, I think you're right, too. The yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. She only won two against San Antonio, yeah. And then Nick won a short hand. Then they lose um you lost you. So it was just three one here. I think the Bulls would have never won a fourth. I think they would have won three, but something would have got fucked up. I think maybe San Antonio would have won. I don't think the Knicks could have beat them. But I think um, because they're already having problems... Towards the end, and Jordan seemed tired. I think they would have never won four in a row. I think maybe San Antonio would have won. You as know, crazy as it sounds. Yeah, you know what I just realized. So the Knicks went to the finals the year after Jordan retired after the second three P, and then after the first three P, when he went to go play baseball, they went to the finals again right after that. Right. I think it was a kryptonite to the Knicks. Wow. So so maybe yeah they. So then if Jordan would have never been in the picture, the Knicks probably would have went to the finals a few times. We should have killed them a long time ago. The Knicks were the second best team in the league. Maybe even in the league. Yeah. But they were always in the way. Kryptonite, man. What about you, Santi? <laughs> well, I wasn't a big fan. Oh, okay. Well, young back then, so I'm yeah. here just to put it out there. So listen to your guys' inputs on basketball back in those days. So, so if we go with this question, I got another question that's a little more broad, but it was something from the episode. So, in the episode, Jerry Krause, right, his background was that he was a scout for the White Sox, right? He came from a baseball background. And they made him the GM of basketball or whatever. So, in the episode, they talk about this quote that he had made where he said that, um, Players don't win championships, organizations, because he was pissed off that he wouldn't get any credit. Everybody was talking about Jordan and Phil Jackson. So my question to you guys, for the Bulls in particular, and then I'll ask another question after this. For the Bulls in particular, who was winning the championships? Was it the organization or was it the players? Yeah, I say the players. Well, honestly, uh, uh, 
I just say the players. Obviously, it was the players because they were the one playing. But if it's a half and half, it's a 50 50 question. Because if it wasn't for the organization or operations, who would bring those players in? I see what McCulloch is saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, there's no direct answer. I don't think there's a direct answer to that. I, I see what you're saying, but anybody could be GM and go, I could get this piece, that piece, and this piece. And if you get those, like, like the Warriors, right? They they had her, they had they had their three-headed monster, right? if you want to call them. The, the Flash Brothers called Draymond Green. Then you come and add KD, and you win back-to-back championships. So the GM just is moving chess pieces. These players are, are the ones that are going out there and work it. You know what I'm saying? Like, a GM is just sitting in his, in his office. Huh? No. Players are playing checkers. Organizations are the ones playing chess. Yeah. You guys are forgetting about the coaches now. Coach Rich. I think you guys are forgetting about the coaches. I don't think the boys would have been as good as they were if it wasn't for the flag off. So the coach created a that offensive scheme or system, and I think they would have been a real good team, but I don't think they would have been as dominant as they were if it wasn't for the change of options. So I would say the coach has to get a lot of credit. Yeah, I think in college that makes a lot of sense to coaches. Like Dukes, Mike Krzyzewski, that, that guy, like because he's a coach, he, he's able to like like get him prepared for the NBA, all his players. is one thing because once Phil Jackson came they started winning but the thing is that Jordan and Pippen and all of them hadn't gone through the Detroit Pistons and got like you know their ass handed to them to become tough to beat them later on who knows if they would have won championships you know what I mean? so what do you think Milton it's all about that the Lakers keep to beat up on the Celtics the Celtics take them down then Detroit Pistons come into the picture probably being taken down by the Celtics and the what about you, Milton? What do you think? Between players so, and management. So, I, I mean, I, I, I think it was... I don't know. I, I think it's um, like something that's like... Like everything has to fit together perfectly. Like, you're not going to win a championship. If, if you have a good front office, an organization, that means you're picking really good... Spots, like players and coaches, and then you need those guys to actually win. So, I mean, I think it's like everybody in, at the end of the day, right? But uh, yeah, but if, yeah, if we ask that question right you now, you gotta pick. That's why you gotta. If you ask that question right now, you're gonna have to say the players because the players, the players, the players are running the league right now. Yeah, but when I, go, the players go, I want to play with this team. You have to make it happen because then they're gonna be, I'm not fucking playing. So, so let me ask you this question: When a team in any sport is doing badly, who do you blame? Ah. Uh. You go, you get paid. <laughs> it all starts from the top. I, I think that shit is all starts from the top. Yeah. How many players in the past few years has the Knicks had as good, but don't win because of what? We all had the same answer. 
Carmelo was the last good player. He was good. He's still good. He's just not a good team player. Yeah. No. With the Knicks case, is the organization. Exactly. So dysfunctional. Yeah. yeah. So you, it's, it's a lot of everything going on. Yeah, so I, I was watching uh, First Take the other day, right? And Max Kellerman, in case, I don't know if you guys saw it, he talked about this, like, question, right? So I want to I wanna broaden it up. So his opinion is this, is that basketball is the players that win championships. Baseball is the organization, and football is the coach that wins championships. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. So for football, do you agree the coach is the one that wins championships? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Belichick is showing us that it is the coach. Yeah, I think it's the coach. Now, if, if Brady does it without the coach, then now can we ask that question again? But he's the elite player. Well, Brady is Brady, though. Yeah. Yeah, but... I do agree with Max when he says the coaches do in football because they have the mindset. But we can go back, Bill Parcell, uh, and Johnson when he was in, the, in Dallas, Coughlin. Yeah, so yeah, I say the coaches in the football. What about baseball? Is baseball this organization? Is yeah. yeah. That I do agree with. Good <laughs> farm system. I think out of all of them, baseball is more but that starts with the organization. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, basketball is five on five. It's only five people. So if one is very dominant, it's easier to be more of a player's game than baseball or in football. Yeah, that's all the questions I have for this so Milton I don't know if you're gonna ask the Pippin question because you forgot that one yeah, I was going to go on to, to episode two after this question. So, All right. episode two, yeah, episode two, like uh, Lisa was about Pippen. They talked about stuff about, you know, obviously that he was an underpaid player. In 1990, he had, he had a seven year contract for $18 million. When the last year of the last uh, 3P came up, he was like, you know, 122nd in NBA in salary and sixth in the Bulls in salary. Um, <laughs> You know, after you know, because of that, it caused a lot of animosity between Pippen and the front office. Jerry Krause used to rip the shit out of him and in the bus and all of that. So, my question to you guys is: Who was more to blame for the Pippen contract? Do you blame Pippen, or do you blame, or do you think that the ownership should have came back and gave renegotiated? Do you feel bad for Pippen, or do you, or you're like, you know what? He signed the contract. That was his decision. Put that all on himself. He did it to himself. Yeah. I think because, and I agree with him because he was thinking 
secure the future. He was securing himself and his family. I think we all would have done that as family members. We all, all six of us. If I'm getting offered three million right now to play for seven years, I'm gonna take it because I don't know what could happen in year five. You know what? I, you guys understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't forget who said that was like we told him not to sign that contract. No, he's the owner. owner. The owner. Yeah. The owner. Mira eso. Told yeah. him not to sign. Yeah. He was just securing himself. He put himself. You in know. There. But after, I say I blame. You know, I understand why Pippen did it, and Santi already uh, brushed up on it. But at the same time, if Pippen was showing off his loyalty. I, I think the owner should have came back and said, you know what, let's, let's do something with you. We could renegotiate your contract. Well, you got to think of, of an you got to think of in the mindset of an owner. You're saving your own self money. No, yeah, I, I understand you that. Got do you want do you want a grumpy worker or do you want a happy worker? After after five after three rings. Championships, you should be able to go, yo, here. Or when Jordan left, when he retired for those two seasons, they should have won your Pippen. This is what we got for you. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Put the team, put the team in your back. This is how much you mean to us that we're willing to renegotiate your contract. But at the same time, he told us from the get-go, do not sign this contract. And if you do, do not come back to me crying. You know what I'm saying? So. I he, think he, he did come back crying. Uh, yeah. Like, like Milton was saying, he was 120 seconds in the league, like, paid, paid watch. But he was, like, top two in the league in fast playing-wise. Like, that shit won't happen right now. Yeah, I, so what I think is it's his fault. He signed the, he signed the contract, so he has to, like, obey by it. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I could see the owners could have probably given him a bump. At the same time, Scottie Pippen, he can't be mad. Like you sign, you can't be mad at the Bulls organization because you signed a contract. Um, yep. You know, so that's the part. I, he can't be like a sourpuss with it. I mean, the thing nowadays you could do it right because nowadays they they turn your hand a lot of the players. But back then, I don't think he was. He shouldn't have been like a little like acting like a little bitch. But I get it. They should have hit him off. At the same time, organization should at least like looked out or gave him at least incentive incentives. But I think I heard that the reason why he signed a seven year deal, I think, is because he had like a messed up back when he left college or something. So he was scared, and I think his parents needed money. So th- that was a reason why. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, it worked out for him. I'm, I'm sure he made money later on. And he outperformed the contract, and that's the reason why uh, yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I understand the reasons why he did it, and, you 
you know, anybody who had back issues like he was having, they probably would have did the same thing. But then when it came towards the end, when he was, um, you know, like talking shit to Jerry Krause on the bus, when he found out that he was trying to trade him and shit like that, and then even the, the, the part of the episode where um, Pippen had a foot injury the year before and he could have had that surgery done in the summer, but then he ended up doing it during the season because he wanted to thumb his nose at the management. And Jordan said it in the interview. He said he thought that they were going to come back and renegotiate. And he was like, I knew they weren't going to do that shit. It was stupid, you know? It was a stupid move. And all, the, all they did was they Pippen messed up the team. You know what I mean? Like, they were supposed to be a team and, like, he was fucking them up. Because he's having this issue with these, you know, management, but it's, you know, like you said, it's something he signed. It was his choice, you know? So, yep. So, I think, so I got like three questions, and doesn't necessarily mean with um, the episodes, but, like, you, we were talking about it really briefly. Do you think Michael could win without Pippen? At least one chip? At all? I don't think so. I, I mean, if, if Pippen wasn't on the team, then who knows who they would have gotten? Because the thing, that's the thing about Jerry Krause. Like, he made a lot of big-time trades. So if he didn't get Pippen, I, I would think he would have gotten someone else. But I don't know who that would have been. So who knows? But, I, you know, I think that guy was the perfect player for Jordan. But, so you don't think he would have ever won a championship? Not unless they found another player that could be just like Pippen. I think I think they would have won one. I, I I think he would have won one. I don't know how many, but just knowing Michael Jordan the way he was, that he was relentless. He you know, at the same time you could say that he kind of made Scottie Pippen because Scottie Pippen got molded by him too. So I think yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. So what what do you guys think? You think Jordan could have won a championship with Pip, without Pippen? I don't think. It's like Milton said. We don't know um, who else could have been like taking Pippen's spot. Because Jordan doing it by himself for like from his rookie season all the way to 1990 mm-hmm. was showing you that they weren't going to do it. Yeah. No matter who they had there. Yes, they were making the playoffs, and Jordan was fucking that. Even when he had a broken foot, still better than certain people in the, in the fucking court. So I don't. I'm never gonna say Jordan. But the the question is either yes or no. Like, I like I think he would have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you think he would have won at least one championship without picking? Hold on a second, fellas. LeBron, like, he had to push himself so much, like, when he was on the Lakers. Like, you know, the last, the first season with the Lakers. But that toll that it takes on your body, could, so could you imagine if Jordan, he was the only one doing it, and he was, like, on 110%, scoring, like, 50 points every game just to get in there? He probably would have burned himself out. He wouldn't have had a long career. He might have gotten injured. Yeah, it would have just been like LeBron, how LeBron, like, just pushed himself so much, and then he had that groin injury when he never had an injury in his life. But he was because he's the only player on that team for the league. Don't forget, LeBron is a LeBron is a physical specimen. Jordan wasn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? LeBron has the physique to like 
put a pillow thing on your shoulders. could have won not three without Rodman. They could have won maybe one. But you need that defensive. Yeah. I think they needed him. I mean, the guy was grabbing like 20 rebounds a game, bro. And defensively, he was like locking people up. So. And, and I, those second titles was like against Carmelo, And Carmelo was no joke. Yeah, Carmelo was. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think you definitely need him. Um. My other question was, best team of the 80s, 90s, and the last decade? I think we touched on it earlier, but wanted to get you guys' individual thoughts. So the 80s. Well, I guess only me, Al, and Rich could probably talk to that. Or, you mean, so for me, I think the 80s was the Celtics, just my opinion. And then 90s, the Bulls. And then, probably the last decade, crazy as it sounds, probably Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I'm just. What do you guys think? Well, for 80, mm-hmm. um, I could say Boston, but then you gotta throw Pistons in there also. Because yeah, you gotta throw the Pistons. Just because, just, just watching the documentary, you know, I was never a big Pistons uh, For this year? Yeah. Well, um, my last question, uh, similar to what we talked on Pippen and Phil Jackson, 
if who plays a bigger effect in the Bulls winning a championship? Is it the coach, Phil Jackson, with him or without Pippen? So if you had to take out one of them, Pippen or Phil Jackson, who has a bigger effect than them having the three P? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. I would say you take out Pippen. Yeah, you me too. You probably could. You probably could have a small forward. A small forward, they probably could score. So you can, you can, you can grab uh, a solid small forward. Yeah. I say he was one of the best small forwards. <laughs> yeah. I say he was one of the best small forwards. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that they would have had a dynasty, but mm. I still think that they would have, you know, won at least one. Two championships without Pippen. I mean, again, the question was, if we were to take out one of our two. Yeah. I would say Phil. Yeah. Phil? Yeah, not all players goes as planned, man. I know those guys a lot of time are playing free ball. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, Al? So you say take Phil Jackson out? No, no. One of the two. If you had to pick one of the two, which one would no, it be? No, I'm, keep, I'm keeping Phil Jackson. I'll switch Pippen out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like the point exactly when you said told Jordan, yo, if they keep coming to you, who's open? Action. Okay, so give him the ball. Yeah. And shoot. I agree. I agree. I have to be Phil. What about you, Mill? Same? Yeah, you got to keep Phil because um, Jordan and Pippen were playing together under Doug Collins and they couldn't win. True. True. They were still young, but still, you know. So, Mel, I'll let you go into episodes three and four. All right, so episode three is obviously the Dennis Rodman episode. Uh, it talks about Detroit Pistons. Doug Collins became the coach of the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls beat the Cavs. That was a big win for them at the time. Um, talks about Magnus Jordan and how much he hated the Pistons because they implemented the Jordan rules on him that beat the shit out of him during their <laughs> playoff run. Um, also talks about a little drama with Rodman about getting arrested with a gun and traded to the Spurs. He started dating Madonna. Uh, questions uh, start, you know, later in the episode, they start asking questions. The uh, reports start asking questions about whether Michael Jordan is going to stay with the Bulls after this second repeat. And um, and then Pippen decides to come back after his foot surgery after he said he wasn't going to play with the team for that last year. Um, so somebody had already asked this question: Would the Bulls win the second three P without Rodman? I wanted to ask one more question about Pippen. So I heard on uh, another ESPN show, The Get Up, Tracy McGrady actually talked about because remember going back to that idea that they were thinking about blowing up the Bulls. Supposedly, Jerry Krause wanted to, in the episode they talked about too, that he wanted to trade Pippen. And Tracy McGrady said, because that was Tracy McGrady's draft year, that there was discussions about him being traded for Pippen, and, and Tracy McGrady was going to go to the Bulls as a rookie. So my question to you guys is, would that have worked? Tracy McGrady and Jordan, and Jordan on the team, oh, yeah. Tracy McGrady as a rookie, would they have won the title that year? Like I said earlier, you could draft a small forward that could score a solid one, and they would be just fine. Especially Tracy McGrady. Look what he became. 
And I think that year Jordan was already in his mindset that I'm not I'm not gonna fucking lose. That's it. I'm done losing to the Pistons. So I think even if you would put Penny Hardaway, no, Tracy McGrady there, they would have definitely done that first championship that year with him. Even if they didn't have Pistons. So yeah, I would say yeah, Tracy McGrady with Jordan would have been magical also. Me? Um, damn, I don't know because if he's a rookie, I know Jordan would have, you know, formed him to be great. But I don't know as a rookie if he would have been able to. Um, I mean, you you can't compare Tracy McGrady to Pippen. Like defensively, Pippen's way better. Just overall, Pippen's a way better player. So I mean, you still lose out. You get a young Tracy McGrady, but to win that first year when he's coming as a rookie. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure, but I mean, yeah, I'm not sure on that one. It, it would be good though. Hmm. Go ahead, Rich. I don't know. Who was the backup? You don't remember? For what the Bulls? For the Bulls? Man, I don't remember. All I remember back in those days was John Paxson, uh, Cartwright, Harvest Grant. But they were, but they were gonna trade Pippen. They were gonna trade Pippen, and McGrady would have been essentially taking his role. So who's gonna fill in Pippen's role, which would be McGrady in that case, right, to trade for him? Yeah. Unless unless they would have got other people. So 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 Tony Kukoc was a small forward on the team. Scott Burrow. Yeah, Scott Burrow was. Uh, Kukoc was nice. So so yeah. <laughs> So Kukoc could have stepped up. You're right. I think it would have been the star, you know what I'm saying? Because McGrady, you said, was a rookie? Mm-hmm. What did you say he was? Yeah, he was a rookie at that year. I, I think Kukoc would have been the star, though. So McGrady would have got his minutes. Yeah. yeah. And we know how good Kukoc was. So this is the second 3P, then? Second 3P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is Dennis Rahman to you guys top 5, top 10 defensive player of all time? Top 5. No, Rodman. Would you consider him top five, top ten, top twenty? I don't know. His job was he was the rules are very lax. His job was to agitate you. Even his rebounding skills. He was like a rebounder. All he was doing was sitting around waiting for Pippen or trying whoever to get shot. Yeah. He was the dirty player. So who would you rather have? Oakley or Rodman? Rodman. Rodman. Yeah. Yeah. Then then you could put Larry Johnson in that conversation too, but I would still say Rodman. You know, 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 you know,
I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Robin to play defense You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, Draymond defensively, yeah. Still gonna have skills, but if you're asking me who do I want on my team to play D, I'm picking Robin because Robin's gonna be in your face like uh, like Beverly from the Clippers. He's a fucking annoying. So you said, what is it? What's the question? Top five, top ten? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what category will you put him in? Yeah, top five all time, top ten all time, more. Probably top ten. I don't know the guards who are like real good. Um, then you gotta think of the centers who are good defensively. I don't, I don't, I don't know who good, who's good defensively. That's a thing. I know Michael Jordan's good defensively. Uh, Rodman, I'm trying to think of who else. But, but as far as those defensive players, Gary Payton. Gary Payton was a lot. He used to be, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They call him the glove, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the glove. Joe Dumas. Joe Dumas said it once that Joe Dumas was his toughest defender. And Joe Dumas was way shorter than Jordan. You know what's good, too? Um, I think it was Bruce Bowen. From the Spurs? Yeah, he was good too. Yeah, he was good. He was dirty too. He would he would stand under you when you're shooting jumpers. And then when you and then you land on his foot and sprain your ankle. He turned that he turned that his foot. <laughs> Alright, cool. Yeah, that's what uh, the kind of the petty players. <laughs> uh that's it for my episode three questions. If nobody got any more, I'll go to uh no, episode, no, episode three. Episode three with Rob. Is uh, nobody, nobody's saying that these guys used to walk around with Miller lights. Rodman was walking around with a beer all the time, drove a motorcycle, and they didn't say shit. Like these people were getting away with fucking murder. Every time I saw the camera on Rodman, I looked at his hand and he had a Miller light. Then Jordan was the same. Now. He was like. You guys are recording me back here. He wants to drink his beer. Like it's not Gatorade that he wants to drink. It's a fucking beer. How, like how cool is that? Because now the 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 players like, like cool. And you got LeBron with Taco Tuesday, and you got the other people. What? That's what we see. Exactly. That's why, like, I like watching this documentary because Jordan wanted to drink. A shitty beer, but he wanted a beer. <laughs> Yo, I got a question for you guys, the mm-hmm. wrestling guys. Who's a better wrestler, Dennis Rodman or Karl Malone? Malone, <laughs> baby. Damn, there has to be. Ba- Is there any other basketball wrestlers? Shaq. 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 I'll take Shaq. The worm, baby. The worm was too sweet. NWO, baby. I think so. Manu Ball? Yeah. Uh, Alright, man. So, um, I'll, I'll go on to episode four. That's cool. Um, so, episode four. Go, go, go ahead, Santi. Go I have a question about episode one. Who else thinks Jordan lied when he said he walked away from the beers and coke? <laughs> yeah, you don't do that shit, right? I believe him. 
No, because he said back then he was like he was just into basketball, so I believe it. He was a young kid, man. Yo, you twenty two, twenty three in the league, and you see hookers and coke around. You're gonna take a hooker. You, but if if he's if he's no, no, I'm telling you. But he's been so good. Like in order for him to be the best basketball player, that means he's not even thinking about bitches. This nigga's just thinking about basketball all the time. Yeah. It depends, man. A, a person like him, who's that folk? Us, yes. But him, he's a different person. Yeah, but you gotta think about it. Like the guy was so driven, I could see him not going in. But I could, I could see him doing it later on when he's the man, for sure. Yeah, they got liver problems. He went back to the room and started watching what you porn was back then. He came in underwear. Magazine. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. That was a distraction. Go ahead, bro. No, no, that was a good one. I was just I was just looking up when he was married, when Jordan got married. He got married in 89. I think that shit was, like, way before then. So yeah. I'm thinking, oh, maybe you don't want to say, yeah. That's a oh, good yeah. Yeah. He, had five, he had five years to... Bang and coke up. You know what I'm saying? That's why he was so committed because he was coked up. He was like always, I gotta win, I gotta win. I got a question for you guys. It's not about John and me. What do you think was the best player ever to come straight from high school to the NBA? Kobe. What about LeBron? Oh shit, LeBron. I think McGrady and Kemp both came straight from. Yo, I think Garnett too. Yeah, Kevin Garnett too. And Harold, no, no. Uh, for me would be LeBron. I forgot LeBron. LeBron for me. LeBron James. I forgot about LeBron. Felipe Lopez. No, but he went to St. John's. He went to St. John's. Yeah. What do you guys think? So you guys all say Kobe? You guys all say Kobe, right? I say Kobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think Kobe's better than LeBron. Like Mama, baby. I got a question for everybody. Go ahead. Because we would say um, something about Jordan got one ring. And we all answer that Jordan's the GOAT right now. Now, if Jordan never won a championship... None of the rings. Will he still be considered a goat? No. To me, yeah. To me, yeah. A goat? Yeah. Even in his early years, he said it. Like, he was like, yeah, that before he won the title, he was a guy that they considered a guy that could win, like, scoring titles, but he can't win an NBA title, right? And that was always something that, like, like uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Him and mm-hmm. That was part of the deal, right? Because Magic had rings, Larry had rings, and they were comparing Jordan to them when he was a rookie and said, Yo, until you win rings, you know, you're not going to be as great as them, right? How, how could you be a great player if you don't have rings like Magic and 
But for me, like just looking, if I'm looking at a basketball highlights, for me, he's the greatest. Like, I don't think Kobe, probably second coming in terms of moves. But, like, he's the greatest. I've never seen somebody better than anyone in the sport. Like, in baseball, there's some players, this like, decades, there's good players. But i never seen somebody that even till today, his highlights look better than what these guys are doing now. That's just my opinion. So, I would say he's the greatest player of all time. Even without the, he didn't win the chips. No, but even if he didn't win, I would still say he's the greatest. Like that, the question is if he isn't or isn't. Yeah, I mean, think of it, think of it like this: Do you consider Patrick Ewing one of the greatest? Yeah, he is. He's 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 one of the top fifty players. But, but, but if you listed them out, the best centers ever. Would you list? Wouldn't you list the the centers that made that got championships before you listed Patrick Ewing? Um. Hakeem, Shaquille. But I would put Hakeem over Shaquille as number one, and he has less than Shaq. So I would put Hakeem and then Shaq and then probably Patrick Ewing after that. But I don't know. This this could be Madhu Jabbar, but I just never seen too much of his game. You're talking about Will Chamberlain. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. There's a lot. I would put you in top three centers. Yeah. Tim Duncan's not really a center. He's more of a forward. He's like more of a power forward. Yeah, but I would still put Ewing over him. Okay. Yeah. Who, Ewing? Yo, Ewing was automatic from the corner. Yo, and he used to block shots and get rebounds. No problem. I'm happy to help. Was way better. He was the best in the paint for the moves that he could. He was very agile and swift. Yeah. So he was nice. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, man. But um, episode four. I'll get to that real quick. So uh, episode four was about Phil Jackson. It was centered on him, but it, it opened up with Raman leaving the Bulls for 48 hours, but then he never <laughs> came back. <laughs> and then and he was out with uh, Carmen Electra, and then Michael Jordan had to go to his room and, and grab that motherfucker and say, come back to practice. Um, the episode also, t- also talked about Phil Jackson bringing Buddhism to the team and all that other stuff. Um, talked about Jack. Huh? No, it is not that. Yeah, yeah, and then talks about Jackson's childhood and his family, how he grew up, when he was drafted by the Knicks, they won two championships, he coached Puerto Rico, he learned the triangle offense, and then he became the coach and implemented it with them. Yo, and but you forgot the best part of Phil Jackson. Which one? Like, what? He was taking acid while he was playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true. He was a hippie. Yeah. Yeah, they got hippie. He won his championship. So, so that tells me, that tells me, for us Knicks to win, we got to be coked up. 
That's what Patrick used to sweat so much in the line. <laughs> probably, it probably would have helped him with his knees. Yo, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? And then um, the last parts of the episode was about Pippen having the migraine versus the Pistons in the Eastern Conference game. Um, after that series that they lost, uh, the Bulls started bulking up and getting stronger, and then they swept the Pistons in 91. The Pistons walked off the court without shaking hands. And then the Bulls faced the Lakers in the NBA Finals and won their first championship. So my first question for you guys is Phil Jackson, the greatest coach of all time, and if he isn't, who is? And if he is, who's second behind Jackson? I'll go first. Uh, Phil, I'll go first. Phil Jackson's the best. After that, for me, is Pat Pat Riley. I was gonna say the same thing. That's it. You guys can go next. Who was the coach for the fucking Celtics? Pat Riley. Pat Riley. No, talk about way before that. Chuck. I think Pat Riley. What's that coach's name of the Celtics who smoked the guards in the fucking... Red Arbach, whatever, something like that? Yeah. yeah. He, had, he, had like, he had like 10 rings. I give it to Paul. I will agree with Lee. I will say Phil Jackson. He, Phil Jackson is like the Belichick of basketball. No, Lee, the Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> Lakers. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, man. Popovich, yeah. Phil Jackson. Or oh, Larry Brown was a good coach too. I don't know about the other team members. 
So out of respect, I think they should have just went, even if they just wanted to shake Jordan's hand, because they knew he was the, the next one coming up as the best in the league. Show your respect and shake their hands to the people who you previously beat twice. And they shook your hand. So I go, yeah, they, uh, I don't believe it was the time of the culture, this and that. I just believe they were so losers. And I leave it on your guys' hands. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's not, it was, it was so losers. I don't, I don't buy the fact that it was the culture. You know, even, if, even, if, even if the culture was part of it, I don't, I don't buy it. I think they were just upset that they lost. And they didn't only lose, they got swept. They got to have to have it. Yeah, I, I I go both ways. So, I the thing I don't know why Isaiah is getting all the blame because it seemed that Bill Lambeer was the one who said it on the. He was the one that said, "Listen, when this thing ends, don't shake their hands." So it's it's unfair that Isaiah is getting all the blame when Bill Lambeer was the first one to say it. And then I get it from the Pistons standpoint. The Celtics did it to them too every year. So the Pistons kept losing and shaking their hands. But then when the Celtics, um, when the Pistons finally beat the Celtics, the Celtics didn't shake their hands. And nobody nobody made nothing big about it. But I guess that's because the Celtics were mostly white people. So they didn't make it like something bad. But then when the bad boys did it, they made it seem like, I understand they were sore losers, but I, I don't. At the same time, Isaiah shouldn't be getting so much of the blame because it was more Bill Lambeer who was saying like, "Don't shake their hands." So it kind of goes both ways. What do you think, Mel? Yeah, I think they were just sore loser, but it also goes along with their, um, with the narrative with that team at the time. They were the bad boys. They were tough guys. You know what I mean? They weren't like sentimental people, so it kind of made sense. But when Jordan did lose to them, they would shake their hands, right? Like all the time. But then when it was the other way around, I think they were kind of sore losers for that shit. I think yeah. it's just built. I think it's just built on the on the person. Because um, like Leach has explained, the Celtics did it to them and oh, they're not saying nothing because they're white and this and that. But Isaiah, if we want to do the whole white with black, <laughs> Isaiah's black. You know what I'm saying? Be the, be the leader of the team and call. I'm not going to listen to Lambeer. Let me at least go shake somebody's hand. Now he regrets it because everybody's talking shit about it. Like Jordan said, don't show me what he's going to fucking say because I know he's fucking regretting. Yeah. Like fucking Jordan letting you know, fuck you, still to this day. Yeah. Five years later, fuck your little ass. I'll fucking sweat you, bro. Get the fuck out of here. You, know you got to admit, no? You got to admit, Jordan was feeling some type of way for getting beat up. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. He never had frustration. Like you said, he never had him cut.
Nah, um, there was a question in episode three. Um, I think me and Santi talked about this for a little bit. So a lot of people think that the best one and two punch were Jordan and Pippen. What will probably be the next best two one one and two punch? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I think there was one that Santi told me I think yesterday, and I agree. Probably Wade and LeBron. Oh. That's true. They could just shoot from the outside. I told Lee that yesterday, like, you can't. If they hit the jumpers, if they hit the jumpers, I'll beat them. I could see LeBron and D-Way giving them problems. But, yeah, I could also see Curry and KD giving them, giving them a little problem. They're both skinny. You can't get out of <laughs> they were a good combo. Isaiah Thomas and Dumars were a good combo, but athletically, I think Wade and LeBron would be in the other one-two punch. Like the best shot, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, what about you? What about you, Milton? Any Celtics one and two punch? KG and Pop Pierce. Pierce, yeah, that'd be a good one. I, now I was actually thinking of a recent one. I was thinking of uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and more about Kawhi Leonard because he's such a good two-way player that I think he could like block either one of them down. And then Paul George would just be shooting. Paul George, I don't think he's a good defensive player, but but like just like I was even thinking, but I mean not, they're not going to come to this level. But even when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin used to play together, like just the one and two days to do with each other. Yeah, but then then you could just throw them. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Mark Jackson and Patrick Ewing. Yeah. 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 You could go to the next one, Mill. Yeah. No. I, I mean, you know, because I started watching when Anton Walker and Paul Pierce were together. So Anton Walker probably shoot the threes. Paul Pierce probably walking. Yeah. Yeah. Stefan and KG, if they would have stood with the Timberwolves, they maybe could have been good too. Stefan Mulberry and, and Kevin Garnett when they went on the Timberwolves. That's good. Oh, yeah. Dude, what about the OKC? Okay, Imagine if they took a little bit of <laughs> they, yeah. The thing is, they all need the ball.
Yeah. 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 Yeah
And then it went on to the Olympics, the Dream Team, and how Isaiah Thomas was not invited to the Dream Team, and whether or not Michael Jordan was the one that said, yeah, I don't want him on the team. But then it delves more into that, you know, other players had issues with Isaiah, whether it was Scottie Pippen and some other players that just didn't, you know, playing against Isaiah Thomas during that time, they got really physical and they didn't really like the guy. Um, also, it introduces Tony Kukoc, who played for Croatia during the Dream Team um, Olympics, and how Kukoc got killed in the first game uh, because there was um, because he had gotten drafted to the Bulls, and he saw it as a threat to Pippen or whatever. Um, so I don't have really any questions on this one, uh, but I have I only have one. So who? This is going to be an easy question. Who do you think was better as a point guard, Magic Johnson or Isaiah Thomas? Magic Johnson. By far, right? Oh, yeah. I think pure point guard, Isaiah Thomas, but Magic Johnson's probably the best. I'm going to go with Magic. Because Magic, I don't know if he had... Overall, he was an overall great player. Shooting, passing, rebound, crazy. So I would go with Magic. He was tall for his position. Yeah. So I have a question. So I was going to ask this question, but I'll ask it. So you know how, like, nowadays, like, talking about differences between back then and now with NBA players and shit? One of the things I think. Well, I mean, throughout sports, like they mentioned Muhammad Ali and other players that they used to get involved in a lot of social issues at the time when they were playing. And they talked about a North Carolina Senate seat in the episode and how Jordan didn't, like, um, he didn't, like, come out and support the Democratic candidate. It was this, um, this guy that was running for Senate there. He ended up losing. But I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that Jordan should have been more vocal on on? political issues or do you appreciate that he never got into that because for him it was like he only focused on being an NBA player he wasn't a politician that's what he said in the episode do you appreciate that he never got involved or do you think he should have got involved no like he said Republicans buy sneakers too bro yeah yeah Yeah. and he made a pledge to the guy so he gave the guy money so yeah Jordan wasn't trying to use his popularity to help others. Jordan was like Lisa before. He was all about focus, about becoming the best basketball player. He saw he saw cocaine. He didn't want that. He saw hookers. He didn't want that. So now he's not gonna help a governor in North Carolina either. Um, it's not like now, like you got the LeBrons and you got the CP3s and all that. You got Kaepernick. You, you know. Because the social media and all that, I, I understand that. But back then, I don't think Jordan was focusing about, oh, let me help this quote-unquote African-American win because he was going versus this other guy. And I think he said that Republicans buy sneakers shit, too. I think he said it as a joke, like, we bullshit around. I don't think they were going to take that. Yeah, they weren't going to take that quote and make, like, a whole big deal about it. You know what I'm saying? Um... I don't know how I feel about because to each his own. Like we live in a world now that we don't even tell each other who we voted for because we scare what the other person is gonna say. So I don't mind Jordan. We, if we're gonna go buy a ticket to watch Jordan play, 
We're gonna buy a ticket to Jordan play. We're not buying a ticket to hear Jordan say go vote for such and such. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't. I didn't. I, me personally, I didn't mind. I don't know how all you guys feel about it. I didn't mind it either. He gave the guy money, so the fuck. And I think that would have risked his reputation, right? That could have affected what he ended up becoming later on. It, it just. It just there's no point in him getting into politics if he doesn't know about it, you know. So, yeah. What about you, Santi? Anything? No, he should have just stayed the way he did. He was just, yeah. stay out of politics and continue playing basketball. Gotcha. Now, in one of the episodes, he spoke about his gambling problem. That's the next episode, yeah. Okay, um, since they say he had a big gambling problem, you think he bet it on any of his games? No, I don't think nah. so. Nah. No, I don't think so. I hope because not. Because he always, he I don't always think wanted so. to win. I don't think uh, Bookie take a bet saying that, yo, you're betting that you're going to win. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't I don't see Jordan, my bad, I don't see Jordan throwing games just to That's win millions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he had, if he wasn't getting paid from the NBA, he was getting paid from fucking Gatorade, McDonald's, Nikes. So... His first 10 years, he wasn't making that much money from the NBA. He was making it from sources. Like, when they were showing that... Yeah, when they were showing that clip of the Gatorade commercial, like, everybody was singing that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could be 10 years old, you could be 25 years old. You're singing, I want to be like Mike. And I'm like, yo, he's making money out of that. So I don't see Jordan throwing a game just to... Because it's gambling problem. I don't think yeah, same here. Like he's Yeah. I I don't think I think like he's like he said he goes he's a competitor. He's like he's I'm always going to bet on myself. If I'm going to bet against anything it's only himself. So I don't see him like trying to bet they get to lose or to lose by a certain type of points. I think he just like gambling. He just likes gambling with everything, bro. That guy's he's an obsessive gambler. But I don't think when it comes to the game of basketball, he's separated that. That's what I feel. Well, you guys. Yeah, that, he don't give a fuck about no one else, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he he doesn't have a gambling problem. He has a competition problem. Said in the episode, I
image that he had in the media was actually, it was worse than you know, behind the scenes with the team. And then he wins the third championship against the Suns, against Charles Barkley, who became MVP that year. He said that that shit pissed him off, so he said, I'm going to take the fucking championship from him. So he got the MVP. Um, and, then, and then it talks about the Knicks, um, that they were the biggest threat to the Bulls at the time. The 1993 Eastern Conference Finals, the Knicks go up 2-0 against the Bulls, and that's when he went down to Atlantic City to get away for like a couple hours to go you know, gamble and God knows what. Um, and that's when the gambling issues start coming into um, the news and everything. So the question I have for this episode is, which team was Michael Jordan's biggest threat in his career? Yeah, I would say the Knicks too. Even though the Knicks didn't, yeah. I think the Knicks gave them closer games than some of the finals. Yeah, I think, think so. I would agree. I think that I think the Knicks really gave them like consistent threat throughout the time when he was there. You know who used to give them a good threat too? The Pacers. Oh, yeah. The Pacers with Reggie Miller and the Davis brothers. They used to give them good games. I say Bar, I say Barkley, but Ewing because Ewing got affected so many times. So Ewing, yeah, in the Suns, they play, they played them in the finals. When they went into the finals, so like those are the three big, like you know, other um, players of that time that never won a ring because of Jordan. He would either eliminate them in the Eastern Conference or in the finals. So yeah. Yeah. Santi? It was a, um, I'd say you, but there was a quote behind that question. I forget who said, I think it was Kendrick Perkins. I may be wrong. That there all these comparisons with LeBron James and stuff. That person said that Michael Jordan is going to be the all time GOAT because he stopped GOATs from getting rings. Damn. LeBron because. How many people have gotten rings against LeBron already? So I gotta find that quote. That was a good ass quote. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. I would say Karl Malone just because he made it all the way to the finals. He was really good in his time. Yeah. And those series were, I think I think each of those series went six games. What you're telling me is the male didn't get delivered. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It got yeah, sent back. That? When Pippen said that shit to him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That shit, that's what funny. They didn't yeah. deliver the mail that day. Yeah. 
I, I, don't deliver on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few questions to close out. Um, so what I noticed on, I don't know, whatever episodes, what I noticed with like watching the last two episodes, that Magic Johnson talks a lot of shit. And I liked it. I like watching both of them talk shit. But I wanted to get from you guys who you think is like one of the best trash talkers in the NBA. So guys I thought of like Barkley, Shaq, Jordan, Gary Payton, Larry Bird, and of course Magic Johnson. Like who you guys remember in terms of uh, like talking shit? Patrick Beverly. Patrick, you said Patrick Beverly? Mill? What you said, Rich? Uh, Garnett was a big talker. Did you mention him? Oh, oh yeah. Garnett was a yeah. 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 He used to I chew up Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan? Yeah, yeah, Kevin Garnett, he used to chew his ass up. You should see the videos of that yeah. shit. Yeah. That shit funny. I say ugly ass Sam Cassell. Yo. That's true. Yo. He looked like he looked like easy, bro. Talking trash, bro. Yeah, for me, it would be Charles Barkley. Barkley. Talking trash. Barkley? Yeah, talking trash. Um, but Magic. What I noticed, Magic was talking mad trash, which I love watching. Matumbo. Matumbo. Yo. Alright, so what other teams compare to the dream team? So if you could assemble a five man team after the dream team, what do you think it would be? Like the players. Who do you think would be the players? So I think the starting five was um, Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Ewing, and I think Scottie Pippen. I think those are the starting five. And their bench was incredible too. Oh, I think Karl Malone was there too. I, I'm not sure. They had, they had Christian Leitner. They didn't really need him there. But then, yeah, I think they had to use... I was one college person. Yeah. 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 It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be Shaquille O'Neal, but they picked Christian Leitner for some reason. Yeah. So if you could assemble. LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, Kobe. Uh. Uh. No. I don't think so. I'm not sure. We got a team, we got LeBron, Kobe. Who would we put our point card? Could do Perry. so many. Could do Isaiah Thomas, oh, we got left out. Curry. <laughs> Curry, for sure. Like Curry. Yo, I won't even put Ray. I won't even put, I won't even put Ray Allen in that. In that new team. Ray Allen You could put D Wade. Yeah. Before, uh, before, um, 
Larry Bird? Paul Pierce? Huh? Jamal Paul Pierce? Walker? Or Tom Walker? Who was the name? I thought you mentioned a three point shooter from the from the Justin Fantasy. Because Pierce that, Garnett and this one. Ray Allen. Ray Allen, Ray Allen. Ray Miller is uh I'll put Reggie Miller ahead of Ray Allen. What do you think? I know you have stuff to say. Yeah, yeah, no, Ray Allen. He was pretty good until he decided to go to Miami and just <laughs> up my ass off. Yeah, niggas got your yeah, ass sore. I have a question. Um, you think, you see how Romner acts for that 48-hour binge? But it took like 84 hours. Flip <laughs> the numbers. You think, you think an NBA player now will get away with saying, Coach, I need to go away for two days? No, I need to recruit myself. Yo, you're probably getting fine, bro. Of course, of course. Now, do I have to do that? It depends. I think it depends on the coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. That shit was so funny, man. When he said, what was it? Like, oh, Phil Jack- he asked Phil Jackson and Phil Jackson asked Michael to come in. He said, yo, he wants a vacation. He's like, I need a motherfucking vacation. Oh, <laughs> bro. Yeah, 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 if he goes, he ain't fucking coming back. And then they let him go for 48 hours. And, oh, shit. They bring him back. They was on practice. It was like, yo, I need you to wake up. Jonah's like, yo, just be glad he's here. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> fucking robbing, bro. One, I'm going to lick the head under the couch. You under the bed. One thing. That's a lie. I'm going to let just want to be on TV talking shit. <laughs> I have I have a question. Mm-hmm. So after the second three feet and everything, right? Moving forward, what team was the closest to what they were? The Chicago Bulls were since the is Warriors, it State or is it the Lakers? The Lakers, I say the Lakers. Lakers. Well, Kobe and Shaq. Lakers. Uh, yeah, Kobe, Shaq, Phil Jackson, Lakers. Was that the closest around to Chicago there. that you ever seen afterwards? To the Knicks, right? The Knicks went from the East. Oh yeah, yeah. So the Knicks, the Knicks went the first year against Houston. They lost, and then the second year was Orlando Magic with Shaquille O'Neal and Anthony Hardaway. Against Houston, right? Against Houston, both of them faced Houston. Yeah, I think the Michael Jordan would have gone at least against the Knicks. He's the Knicks kryptonite. The Knicks, I don't think, would ever made it. You don't think we'll be able? You don't think the Bulls would have been able to beat Orlando with the Shaq? Yeah, because Shaq was still young. Yeah. So, so, so you guys think he would have had eight rings instead of the six? I don't know. I say seven. 
I say seven. It gets tiring to try. Yeah, it's hard to do it all the time, man. He just retired such a show this uh, front office like, yo, you need me. I'm gonna go and take. I'm gonna go sit down for a while. I'm gonna go play baseball. Strike out for a while. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go play with a minor league team while you guys try to get a ring, and then I'm gonna come oh, back okay. and win three more rings. Did a Pippen miss a big shot or something? Um, no, yeah, but Jordan wasn't there. What? Jordan wasn't there. It was just Pippen. That's what I'm saying. We're talking about when Jordan wasn't there, right? Yeah. We're talking about for two years they were playing baseball. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Jordan would have won. The Knicks can't beat him. Pippen hit that second shot. That's something against the Knicks. Because now they would have had fans. Yeah. That's Houston. I mean, I got so. I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So when Jordan went away for baseball the first year, the Knicks faced Houston, and then when Jordan retired after the second three the Knicks faced uh, San Antonio. He just said it. The 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 year we played Houston. The next no, they didn't they didn't they didn't beat the Knicks. They didn't beat the Bulls to get to the finals. I think we did. I'm not sure. Because I remember Pippen did like pretty good with without Jordan. If I remember, I don't know. Might have been that year then. It might have yeah. been the, that year because um, I think Pippen and Phil Jackson were still there, and and I think they did good in the playoffs, but then they lost. Probably was mm. the next. All right. So last question to close it out. What is you guys each best episode out of the six, excluding Rich because he hasn't watched any. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Mine is the one with Robert. So that's episode number three. You, Milton? I'll I, I do um, the Phil Jackson episode, actually, because I didn't know anything about his background, and it opens up with the Robin thing that was fucking funny. <laughs> you know, two guys, they, they took this out. What was your favorite one, Tom? No, I don't have a favorite one. I'm, I'm actually liking all of them. You haven't even watched it. How could it be way better? <laughs> Watch it, Rich. <laughs> He's criticizing. He hasn't even watched it. <laughs> Both, but really more about him. Both, but basically, 
more yeah. about the last season they won the championship. That's why they called it the last dance. Yeah. But he was the one that gave permission. Supposedly it was him and the Bulls that gave permission to do all the recording inside the locker room. Yeah. With my favorite character, my favorite character is to do that beat him with the quarters in the corner and he dabbed. There he goes. Yeah. yeah. The security guard was funny. Yeah. Then you got these, yeah, you got, he looked like Joe Exotic. Then you got the Mr. The Mr. Sniff, because they're always talking about he's sniffing their, their jock strap. Uh, who, who was another? It was another thing, but they're saying that Jordan was the one that had to give permission to use this footage because he owns it. He owns it, so it took him this long to say yes. Because he say he, owns, he, he lives a private life. I want to know yeah. how they've been asking this to do this. He finally came in. I don't know. Yeah. Yo, one last question. Go for it. Was, at that time. Who was the better looking girl that Rahman dated, Madonna or Carmen Electra? Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. Yeah. Or we don't know. We don't know the. We don't know the the side hooker he had. We don't know about those. How you do? Those are probably hotter. Which one you think used to strap them on him? Both. Both of them. Oh, he said. Yo, for the interview, Carmel Lecture, man? Wow, she still look good. She looks great for her age, yeah. For her age? Yeah, she looked the same. So, yeah. Like, so, we could wrap this bitch up, I guess. Unless you guys have any more questions or comments or topics on the, the basketball thing. What are you saying, Santi? I always forget the numbers, so I I have to look at. I don't know the, the like. I never follow the numbers. That's what made him pretty big. Yeah. I got a question. Who was the better number twelve? Number twelve. What? Who was the better what? The better point guard for the Bulls. I like Paxton. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll fucking close this shit out. So thank you guys for joining for the special edition. I guess if either we'll do this either the following week and we'll just base it on episodes seven and eight, or we'll just tie it up at the end. Um, just try to get questions for the next one when we do the next podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, Rich. <clears throat> and then in terms of Chuleta Brother stuff, guys, feel free to follow us, Chuleta Bros at IG. Um, we're on Spotify, um, iTunes, iHeartRadio, everything. So, and then tomorrow we'll have the episode with Hand Santi, and then we'll do the next week. We'll do probably one with all of us. So, um, get some questions for next week. What happened? If I'm going to erase it, you said? Yeah, you can rate. I'll, I'll send you the info. You can listen to it too. So you haven't heard nothing. 
He's going to criticize us. He hasn't heard our podcast. But yeah, people, but thank you guys for joining this one. for the. It's called The Last Dance. We'll continue to do this more. Milton, thank you for setting this up. Um, yeah, and thank you, man. Thank we'll you we'll continue to do more. <laughs> All right, peace. Jeanette, that brother, signing off.